Welcome back, everyone, to the Vegas Valley Podcast here at Central Church. It is always a pleasure to jump into what we heard over the weekend. And today, I'm joined by a brand new guest to the pod. We got to welcome the one and the only Pastor Bob Wood. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you. Bob's here. He's in the studio. Um, (laughs) Live. I want to make it sound like we have a really cool studio. We do have a really cool studio. I love this. This view. Oh, look at the view. Oh, guys, if you could see what we could see, the sky's gorgeous. Um, but yeah, awesome to have you on past Bob. Looking forward to to talking through the weekend. And then as always, we have our, well, as mostly, we also have our Henderson location pastor, Nick. What's up, my man? What's up, Nick? We, we should here. probably take a minute and just say that it was just Nick's birthday. So how, how are you feeling fresh off a birthday? Feeling really good. I feel even more celebrated if each person listening to this just sang happy birthday in their homes or their cars or oh, wherever they're listening out loud to me right now. Would you like a recording of that that we could send? No, no, no. It could be done in private. Okay. Just just let it sit down. Yeah, that's great. Um, <laughs> so you know, we've, been ta- we've been talking a lot about First Step coming up this Saturday, the 22nd correct 25th and it's january january 25th oh i'm thinking i know what i'm thinking, You're but thinking anyway february yep. but january 25th january 25th coming around the bend folks just a few days away um it's going to be incredible but check it out if you've been signing up for first step you've been seeing nick's cell phone number on the screen sign up for first step text nick he'll get you in what you still should do if you haven't yet but also that's a perfect number to send your recording of happy birthday. The exactly. singing of happy birthday. <laughs> it's a win-win. There you go. I just signed up for first step and sent a birthday message. That's right. That's right. That's big. I think it's important. And I'm really looking forward to hearing your beautiful singing voices. Can we go ahead and post that number in the podcast notes? Yes, we will. Well? So check out the podcast notes and you'll see the cell phone number <laughs> with which you can wink, wink, sign up for first step or whatever. I mean, whatever else. That's right. That's great. And then uh, we have Ariel here bringing what, keeping us all on track. That's right. I don't know why you say that. It doesn't right. happen. Bringing some sensibility to this whole thing. <laughs> nope. Bringing um, the wisdom. That's, that's what right. I always say. We got to have one wise person, and that's Ariel. That is Ariel. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I apologize for how loud my jacket is. I'm hearing it 10 times. <laughs> But anyway, um, let's uh, jump right in. This past weekend was awesome. We had Lori um, come and bring a message yes. on uh, week three of Rise Up. But it was a great message. Um, it was awesome to have her. And I think my favorite thing was that she started off saying, oh, unfortunately, you know, Judd's not going to be able to be here tonight. This was Saturday night. And uh, she goes, which means I can just say, any stories that I want I can yeah. bring up, you know, the things that he probably wouldn't love for me to talk about. <laughs> that was awesome. So that's perfect just, timing for her to do that. I loved it. It's bummed that she didn't. It was really good. Was she ready. kept it. She kept it pretty, pretty safe. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she still made him proud. Solid. Like, yeah, Judd can still come back this weekend and yeah, it'll be okay. Yeah. Right. Nothing too bad, but no, she did. I mean, it was an absolutely incredible message. I know probably most people no matter who the speaker is whenever it's not pastor judd it's always kind of like this uh mm. like not for any reason that they're not excited for the person they're excited you know they're just kind of like they love their pastor they mm-hmm. love when the pastor judd is there yeah. the routine and his incredible always brings an incredible message but i felt like Lori just gave reason to be excited 
when Pastor Judd's not there. And that's because when she's speaking, she's going to bring a word. And she really brought it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was definitely a message that I felt like was brewing in her heart. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like this wasn't just something she crafted for this weekend. It's mm-hmm. something that's really been, she's been living out for a while. Yeah. Oh, she's walked sure. in it for yeah, sure. Yeah, walked in it. Yeah. 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 And I think that, you know, if you kind of talk like the bailiwick or the hedgehog or the whatever in it, like Lori just being passionate about people, male or female, rising up, standing up out of whatever could hold them down. And we're going to get into the actual message, but that's just like a sweet spot for her. And that's something that she's really kind of, you know, the whole reason she wrote the book, mm-hmm. um, the whole reason she started, you know, really the leading and loving it ministry mm-hmm. um, to pastors, wives is, you know, how it originated, but it was all about like, you know, I feel like important to her has always been like, keep your head up. Like God has so much for you and you are so much more than how you value yourself. So yeah. like stand up. Yeah. And what I love about that is that she brings like a vulnerability and honesty to it. Like she's speaking from a place of experience as yeah, opposed right. to being like, Hey, this is how you should be because right we follow Jesus. It's like, no, I've been where you, I've been bent over and I've been where you are. And I know what it feels like to come out on the other side. I just want to encourage you like what the future holds, like what the hope is so that, yeah, that makes it more powerful. Well, and I've been going through the rise up book Mm -hmm. and I know we got to jump into the message, but, uh, the rise up book is first of all, if you haven't picked that up, go pick that up. It's awesome. Like I said, like, I think we got to get out of the paradigm and this is for a whole nother podcast, but (laughs) as men, whenever we think a woman Mm -hmm. has written something, we're kind of like, Oh, but like what, what book by a man is out there that would be similar? No, especially because it's like a journaling thing. You guys probably don't journal journal very much. Yeah. Like so much of our society, like ladies have to put up with our bias towards like manly things that men write and Mm -hmm. they still read things that men write. I think we can handle, um, a, a female joke here or there sprinkled in nonetheless like the right. content is for male or female it's so good men and women alike and um i i am getting so much from it but what i text her that i just love going to your point about the um her own stories mm-hmm. is that every single day is it section and days i don't think it's day it's just i don't know it's like a five five chapters per section, yeah, so you could do chapters. it in like five days. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's kind of meant either way, but um, just the overall chapter, each one you break into, and it's got the story of Ezra, and then it also ties in um, a personal story of Lori, so you get to really know her and like how she's relating to this same idea, the same subject. And then she takes a whole nother Bible story, um, another place that God had a similar uh, teaching, if you will, or, or, um, truth and ties that in Mm -hmm. and then ties all three of those things together, um, to be a practical next step that you can take to lift your head up and Mm -hmm. to get up and to, and a lot of encouragement. So just, I don't know. I'm excited about yeah. it. I hope you know. Is yeah. my excitement coming through? It is. It's coming. I'm excited about this whole thing. They can see your face. Yeah. I'm smiling get, the whole time. I don't want to get too far past it, but you brought up the word bailiwick, and I've always wondered how you really say it. I've just only read it, so I just want to check if you did it right. Do you feel like you're good? Do you feel good I, about it could it? be completely false. Oh, you it's have it. Plain. It's because you. There you go. I did that already. Bailiwick. 
Bailiwick. Bailiwick. Bailiwick. Bailiwick. Is he saying it with like an Irish accent? Probably. I still think he did a good. Can you say it in an Irish accent? I'm too afraid to say the word because I read it and I'm like, I don't know. He he might have noticed the funniest thing about that is before I said it. I'm like, don't say that. Because <laughs> you, you said it anyway. Can you read the definition? You're unsure on it. Because I don't right. even you know. put that thought in your brain, and that was it. <laughs> then... Bailiwick. Oh, okay. Bailiwick. That, that I, like think right. I, I think you did it right. I think you did it okay. Can you yeah. define it? I'm pretty sure. That I'm not the only one That was the American pronunciation. Um, it's like, it's, it's kind of like the idea of having a specific area of superior knowledge or authority, a special domain, if you will. Mm. Um can you use that I feel Lewis. like I used Mary it. I don't even Webster's. know now. <laughs> I feel are like you, I even used it correctly. I, I said it correctly. Yeah, and I used it correctly. Can we just strong. take a second and lift up some good grammar and vocabulary <laughs> yeah. to Pastor Nick? Wow, yeah, that was Proud strong. That was, that was strong good use stuff. Of vocabulary. You're a wordsmith. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So, so um, since I've obviously done a great job of, uh, you know, keeping just a segue, track? right? Segueing into the message. You can go right into the message. Let's do it. So, um, yeah, the, the biblical background on this weekend was specifically that story in Luke 13 of the woman who had been bent over, like doubled over for 18 years. And um, I really liked how Lori actually said she had a sp- she had like the physical manifestation of a spiritual problem. So, yes, she had this physical ailment, but um, as you dive into the gospel message and what Jesus talks about to her directly. Like sometimes these physical ailments are manifest manifestations of a spiritual issue, which it was in this case. But anyway, that was the, the Bible background of this week's message of walking with our heads held high. So with that, let's just open it up. What stuck out to you the most? What was that kind of gem um, that really got you thinking? You know, I think as I listened to uh, Lori's message this weekend, one of the things that stuck out to me was how she connected the physical ailment to her identity. Oh, um, yeah. Like that actually became part of who, who she, she was, was yeah. in a sense. Like society, uh, the people around her all saw her as the yeah. essentially the woman that was bent over. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think in the message that she uh, shared with us, she kind of help to see that Jesus looked past that, right? That it wasn't just about her physical ailment and that he saw something more in her. And I feel like, uh, in my life, oh, people saw that in me. Yeah. You know, when I first became a Christian, I was uh, struggling with a drug addiction mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm pretty open about that. And most people know my story and, uh, no but that's idea. how I was identified was with my drug addiction. Yeah. yeah. But then I come into recovery, I come into the church and people saw something more than my physical ailment which was my addiction yeah they saw something in me that that that's awesome they called out and that was a big turning point for me Mm -hmm. and i feel like jesus did that for her and now as leaders we have the opportunity to do that for others Mm -hmm. i i I completely agree and and Mm -hmm. to everyone listening right now i want to come back to this at the end bob but uh pastor bob yeah if you don't know his story you really should get to know his story um sometime it's incredible and it's also important to note like he has let out through the years probably the the central champion if you will on celebrate recovery and all things um helping people break addictions um he's so knowledgeable so well versed so like just soaked up in the recovery process and those struggling and so mm-hmm. here in a bit you know near the end let's just not, just let's not forget but you stay tuned in um if you could use uh help in this area of your life or help identifying maybe an area that might be a hang up uh 
or an addiction for you, um, a habit that you want to break. Um, we'll give you a little bit more info at the end of this from Pastor Bob. So just make sure to tune in. But yeah, I, I, I totally resonate with what you're saying there because I think so many times you could read this story and completely pass over like, oh, well, that that's really unfortunate for her. She has this ailment where she's bent over. But mm-hmm. how many of us are literally folded over in half because of whatever hang up we have going on in our own lives or struggle we have going on in our own lives that we just feel um is our identity but it's not mm-hmm. right we well, feel like it's never going to change it's right good, like it's just who yeah. i am just, what yeah. i have to deal yeah. with mm-hmm. it's well she said the one quotable thing i wrote down that she said about that specific idea is he didn't see her present he saw her potential right mm, that's oh, good. so good so like, good and, and i even capitalized like in the bible verse in verse 12 in Luke 13, it says when Jesus saw her. Mm-hmm. And the way that that verse hit me wasn't just that he physically saw her, that he saw her like inside and out. like And, you right. know, in a crowd of people like Jesus, I like saw her, identified her, like you said, like just saw her for more than her ailment. Um, like, I see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. Yeah. Um, and the thing that, well, first of all, what's crazy about just continuously reading Bible passages that you might be familiar with and going back to them as the title of this passage is Jesus heals on the Sabbath. Right. So the point that like that Luke is telling in the story anyway is, you know, a topic for another time, but that basically the, the people of the church, the leaders in the church were, it says indignant that Jesus healed her on the Sabbath. Like that was the thing that mattered to them was that he broke some rule that they believed to be more important than Jesus healing this woman who had, was bent over for 18 mm-hmm. years. So that in itself is powerful. Um, but I wrote down, where did I write it down? Oh, um, that Jesus called, saw her, called her over to him, which Lori makes another great point about, maybe one of you guys can touch on it, um, but that he healed her without her asking. And I right. know a lot of times, you know, there was like pe- people had specifically asked for miracles to happen and it was making me think about like what things in my life can i look back on now that i didn't ask for that god like blessed me with and didn't think to worship him for it because she even says verse 13 how she praised god how she praised i mean probably so many instances in my life if i really think about it where god's hand was obviously in it and because i didn't ask for it and it wasn't you know quote a prayer answered that i haven't thanked him for it yeah well i mean that's probably a when i was just thinking of the overall just the you know today's day and age the science the medical this woman Mm -hmm. having this ailment bent in half like not functional for 18 years so like we said like it's just become a part of her life uh physicians at the time like obviously no modern medicine uh not a whole lot of scientific breakthroughs yet so there's probably counsel that she had gotten but like what bleak of counsel probably you know no one can figure out like what this is like why right and there's no way to fix her i think when we get hung up on something physical today uh, what gives us hope is most of the time you go in and you get diagnosed and it's, oh, we've seen this before mm-hmm. or, hey, right. do this or physical right. therapy can help here or, you know, there's answers and there's hope in uh, the overall physical recovery the, of whatever we could be going through. But this is a woman that would have been given no hope, uh, absolutely none, without a whole lot of answers, yet, you know, 
I know I'm jumping ahead here in the message, but you know, Lori is like, read, read, uh, what verse was it? Read, uh, verse 14. So Luke 13 verse 14, but the leader in charge of the, um, synagogue. So we're already seeing and maybe it actually, Oh no, it's in the very first verse, uh, Luke 13, 10 um, on Sabbath day as Jesus was teaching in a synagogue. So she was still in church, mm-hmm. if you will, right. I know a synagogue. Yeah. Um, but, and she was still seeking God. Uh, so 18 years, no answers, but still finding hope in God and didn't even have the promise of Jesus yet. Mm -hmm. But now here's this man before her that heals her. Um, and I'm, I'm going to let Brandon go into the, the Jesus having her come part over to her. If you feel like I could, I just want to be the only one talking, but he heals her. And to me, like just the, and Lori didn't necessarily go into all this, but just all those around, like an eight, a woman's bent over for 18 years mm-hmm. with this physical ailment that she can't do. You, you know, people, you know, passing through have seen this woman before, right. they knew like her. 18 years. Right. Mm-hmm. You also know she's not faking it, right? right. Like 18 yeah. years to be a long time to just like be looking for a little bit of change. Right. That people just kidding. Throw you I'm or, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So 18 years and this man comes along that heals her like the just the thought that like people still wouldn't be able to believe that like maybe this mm-hmm. is the messiah like that just absolutely yeah. Yeah. like or that they would get mad that he did it or right. get yeah, yeah. be I'm more like, focused on the what? on what day it is like right. rather than the what he was doing for her right <laughs> changing her life absolutely amazing but anyway that's so big um i yeah, she had that point. Uh, one of the main points was to get unbent from doubt. And like you're talking about having a, a significant, like, I mean, I can't really imagine. Like, that, that sounds horrible to, like, just live your life, like, in that situation um, for 18 years. But the kind of underlying point Lori had there was that a com- you, sh- you got to stop comparing. Comparison is the thief of joy and contentment, Yeah, she said. And... um I think that's so big. And what I love about Jesus's character in this whole story is, you know, I'm sure all for however long this woman has been having those issues of why me comparison, whatever, maybe not, but I mean, I would only assume yeah, from a sure. human standpoint, but like you said, she's still seeking after God as best she can, probably not loving it, but just not having that, give up kind of moment right if you're the cow with the the head dragging your horns along the ground that posture that she talks about in the beginning of the message like you can feel that way but not giving up keeping the faith and persevering and you can trust in god's character because it shows jesus in this story like he's in the synagogue to teach so he's there to teach he's not going around just healing people like that wasn't that's not this that what you see of Jesus in the gospels like his main objective was to teach people about the coming kingdom of God so that's what he's there for however it shows that he has this great compassion and he cares and he doesn't want to leave someone in a situation beyond what they can do so he stops calls her over and and heals her just like wasn't like you were saying Ariel wasn't she didn't come and ask for it it wasn't like some of these other stories like he had he shows that he has this compassion and he has a plan. And even in the midst of what he's doing and just trying to teach, 
He, he sees you. He knows where you're at. God's not, you know, unaware of the situation that each of us face. So that was really big to me to think of that, like knowing that our God's a God that has things under control, that is all powerful, that has a plan. Like I need to rest in that and know that if I have a situation that needs healing, you know, pray, seek God in it, but just trust like I might be where I am for a reason. Maybe I'm on year nine, right? Of 18 in whatever kind of my situation is, but God's a God of compassion and he knows what's going on. So as long as we just put the comparisons aside, because that's where you're going to start to hit those moments. Uh, don't worry about other people. Mm-hmm. I think of that video, worry about yourself. <laughs> but anyway, man, I just thought that was huge. I loved kind of this picture of Jesus's compassion. Like it's not even the main part of what he was there for that mm-hmm. day, but he just sees the woman cares and steps in. You just kind of sparked another thought that I'm just thinking about now, about flipping the perspective from like Jesus' side. Like how often do I walk by people like that? And I don't mean like physically ailed, but I walk really fast. I talk really fast. I'm always in a hurry. And I'm just in this journey right now where I can tell that God is telling me to like slow down Um, and not like slow down and be lazy, just like slow down and be intentional because that's the only way that I'll be able to love people the way that he did. Mm. Um, There's a book that's called a, I think it's called three mile an hour God, which is how like the pace of walking basically. Mm-hmm. And that Jesus, um, it, or walk, like Jesus is love or was able to display love because he took that pace. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so many times he'd notice people or like, you know, the woman who grabbed his robe and it's all because he wasn't hurrying from one thing to another. Like he was taking the time looking around. And that just made me, when you were talking That's about good. how Jesus just saw her through a crowd, like, I bet that I walk by hundreds of people in the lobby on the weekend and I'm trying to get from the coffee shop to go pick up my kids or get up to the stage or whatever and I'm just running from place to place and not stopping to notice who might need just someone to say hi to them, talk to them, maybe pray for them. And, you know, and because they're probably not going to ask for the most part. They're just coming to church hoping to hear a good word and their own and their own version of whatever bondage Mm -hmm. might be to them. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was good. That sparked a similar thought for me as well. Um, you know, even at church, just walking through the lobby mm-hmm. and um, just being in a pace enough that if somebody stops me or wants to talk, my tendency is to think about what I'm not getting done. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then immediately, mentally, I'm not present mm-hmm. in that situation, yeah. right? I need to be somewhere. I need to go somewhere. And sometimes those divine appointments, like she had with Jesus yeah. are some of the richest moments that I can have mm-hmm. because somebody needed me to be present. They needed me, me to be Jesus with skin on mm-hmm. for somebody at that moment. Not that yeah. I'm Jesus, but like right. I'm representing living him. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm living like him in that moment. And uh, when I've have taken the time to do that, mm-hmm. I've noticed uh, the impact it has on people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's many times that, I walk right by. Yeah. 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 It's a good reminder. I'll tell you what, this message also, what it did, you know, because I had similar thoughts to what you guys had, even in in the slowing down and recognizing others that could, that could be in the same type of bondage, but like really reflecting, I think a lot of times, like, because overall, like I'm for sure, like I'm not, I, I wouldn't call myself like a needy person, but like, Laura might disagree, um, but like, can we get I her on feel the phone? Like, we call I feel her like anymore. overall, like I'm pretty low key. Um, 
even for myself like i'm i'm happy like all around but like yet if i dig deep i know there's things even in my own life that would i would say like have caused me to be in a spiritually bent over position a a, a posture of like i can't even unfold myself because i'm just weighed down by this like and this you know my prayer this week has been like god help me like really recognize like what those are of maybe how i've kind of like pushed them aside and like allowed other things to kind of not set me free from that and like let me let me be able to rise up out of it and let that go and give that to you and and focus on you um and it's that whole concept of walking towards god mm-hmm. with those things right mm-hmm. and that's what Lori was saying with the he he called the woman over he it's Jesus. He had the power to across the room, heal her, but he wanted her to recognize, you know, come, come to me. And mm-hmm. with that faith, with that journey over to me, like I'll heal you like completely and holy. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's exactly what he did. Um, but she still got to, she still had to take the step towards Jesus. And so I don't, I just always, I'm, I'm in this like big, like, Jesus, God, he'll meet to us right where we're at for each of us, probably in this room and listening, like we can go back to the time where God or Jesus met us right where we were at, you know, whether it was in the middle of an addiction or in the middle of a life just off track or whatever the case, like we didn't have to come with to Jesus with everything put together. We could come to him with this, um, ailment, this, this being in bondage, um, that we need to be released from. Like he met us there, but nonetheless, he didn't want to leave us there. And I think a lot of times he calls us to him so that we won't stay there. It's almost like Jesus saying like, I'm here, but like, come, let's go. Let me see that faith. And like, I I want to walk along with you. I want to help you be released. I want to take that from you. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me personally, what I'm really trying to dig into is like, what areas of my life do I need to set myself free of some bondage to rise up out of it? That's really good. Yeah, that's strong. And I think as leaders, um, you know, something that uh, was said at one of our uh, CMZ uh, discussions, devotionals really has stuck with me. And that is not to let my leadership overshadow mm-hmm. my discipleship. Mm-hmm. And right. I believe it's Lisa Wakefield that said that. Yeah. And, um, that has really stuck with me. And I think it's this idea of continuing to pursue God, um, in my own personal discipleship, mm-hmm. not just in my leadership, not just in my role, not just in what I'm yeah. doing, but in my personal walk with him, allowing him to continue to you know, clean out those areas that need to be cleaning and yeah. continue to bring those things to them. And I feel like as I continue to grow as a Christian, you know, when I first became a Christian, God did a lot for me, even like you mentioned earlier, without asking. Mm-hmm. Like he just started taking care of stuff to help me get on track. But I feel like the longer I'm a Christian, the more he wants me to engage my own discipleship and wow. going to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and good. not just expecting him to do everything yeah. for me, yeah. but he wants me to engage that. And I feel like it's part of the maturity it's process. It's kind of like a child growing yeah. up. Yeah. Like yeah. you got to start owning mm-hmm. my, I got to own my own faith. I got to own my own journey and I got to bring that to God and bring that to my relationship. Yeah. That's really good. And it, it's, it's a powerful truth when that starts to take place in our life. Yeah. yeah. I'm, and I'm noticing too, you know, as I'm really like trying to be diligent about getting in the word every morning that, you know, previously I would look for lessons that I feel like 
God's trying to teach me right now in whatever I'm reading. Um, and then there's also, you know, going to it in desperation. And then I heard, you know, it's really good for you to do that so that when you do come across a challenging situation, you'll be able to recall these things you're learning. But as you're saying that, I think I'm also realizing that God's pointing out things in my life that I didn't realize were a problem before or, you know, mm-hmm. a sinful thing. Like I just never knew that like little details or whatever but that's another like great point of that's how i can continue to take steps towards jesus by getting to the word every day not to with the expectation of oh he's gonna talk about something specific in my life right now but maybe he's pointing out things that i didn't realize before i need to be working on yeah yeah that's really good that's awesome and uh man there's this another point she made was to be unbent from discouragement and i don't think it this was where she lined up the story of i'm pretty sure it's not where she lined up the story of her taking uh, her daughter to college but um that whole part definitely stuck out to me this Mm -hmm. idea of like you were saying earlier it's almost like sometimes did did god move or do something in my life that i didn't notice or that i wasn't paying attention to or like i wasn't expecting him to in that way but anyway she tells that story of um taking her daughter to college and not being sure what this roommate situation is going to be we've never met this person you know i can only imagine i my my daughter's one year old i was crying the whole time thinking about (laughs) hannah thinking about it 17 uh, years 17 years i've got a lot more time to like (laughs) ramp up to this crazy moment but anyway like this is that moment like this is it we're dropping her off like she's on her own for real now different state i don't even know who she's going to be living with and then the uh the roommate's mom walks out and immediately recognizes Lori as someone amazing. who's teaching a study that she's working on. And like Lori was like, come on, Jesus. Like <laughs> those are those moments where it's like, even when you're kind of like almost not given up, but when you're not expecting, like I love mm, that God yeah. can like surprise you in those yeah. big ways. And that the, obviously that was awesome to kind of get that as encouragement. But then I pair that with that idea that you were sharing Ariel of like, how how often am i missing that Mm -hmm. because like that one was like really big and in your face but there's got to be just if i'm not like looking out for how is god working in my life today how many times am i just walking straight by that that provision that he did for me or putting someone in my life that day or a conversation a divine appointment like you were saying bob like and i was just encouraged to to be more intentional about being aware yeah like you know it's probably for me as simple as just kind of like talking to god keeping a prayer um an open prayer conversation with god more during the day don't Mm. compartmentalize Mm -hmm. so much like this is my time to study this is my time to seek god okay close the book that's done now let's just walk through my day and do what i need to do like i want to try to be a lot more intentional about like where can i be encouraged by what i know god is working in my life i know that for a fact so like i gotta i'm just looking for ways to be more conscious of it and you know celebrate it more that's good And, and do you find that like as a help for discouragement because i mean i feel like we're always gonna bump up against that mm-hmm. i felt like yeah. she brought up some very relevant things that people are bent over by oh, yeah. yeah um having kind of that it's more like an attitude of prayer mm. rather yeah. than just a moment of prayer right mm-hmm. i do feel like sometimes i i say amen 
and like okay that's done that's mm-hmm. it <laughs> but it's, it's that on yeah it's done. that ongoing like awareness having a spiritual awareness having a connection mm-hmm. uh with what's going on around me i heard an analogy before too like how weird would it be if you woke up in the morning talked to your spouse or significant other and said okay bye and then didn't talk to them again until the following morning morning right you talk to them all day why not do that with god who should be your number one relationship we would be in marriage (laughs) counseling (laughs) if that was going on (laughs) we'd be sitting in pastor nick's office getting some marriage counseling (laughs) for us because that definitely would not work i'm on a 20 day streak we talk once a day what are you talking about i feel like she never knows what i'm doing (laughs) which actually just to finish that thought brings me up to a brings up a great point that I love to like teach on. So when Jesus called his disciples from like fishing, um, especially like the sons of Zebedee, like, uh, which is, uh, John and and John, John, James, John and John, James and John, um, (laughs) that he called them away from an occupation. They left everything they knew immediately. Like it says, they jumped out of the boat, like left their father in the boat. Like this is a family business. This is their family's livelihood and they jumped out to come to go follow this guy and he didn't say like hey come grab a coffee with me or come grab (laughs) breakfast with me or you know let's set up a lunch date no he was like come follow me because he wanted to do the journey with them he wanted it to be an all-day journey it wasn't an appointment rather than like it was it was life like he wanted to do life with them so he wants the same for you um and i do think it's a way to counter discouragement is start working on your relationship with god where it's not a once a day appointment but rather an all day you know he's there conversation you can tap back into his source at any moment that you want mm-hmm. yeah, that's so good yeah it's really good i love it well Lori brought a great one to us this week. Lots to take away, to meditate on, to think about. Um, You know, I think that one of the biggest things that we're trying to accomplish by just gathering together and doing this podcast is to just look for ways like, what is God laying on your heart? You know, as you're kind of listening, what kind of stuck out to you? What might you do to um, just take a step? Because like we're all talking about, we, we always want to just have our eyes open to not just learn something or hear something but what how can that actually change us how can we take steps to just grow and get closer to god and um you know be more available and ready to accomplish the work that he's trying to do through us so i hope that that's what you're gaining as we gather together each week just try to grab one thing that you're just going to try what do you want to try this week and um yeah it's awesome um any closing thoughts or things you want to push people to their pastor yeah so a couple different things real quick um and so just maybe i'll identify like a need in your own life and can kind of give you a suggestion something that can help right now so if you've really resonated with what we're talking about today if things are really weighing you down um that you're you're journeying or you feel uh, bent over spiritually, if you will, if you feel in bondage, if you feel like you can't rise up because you're dealing with something, um, couple great resources. I really would suggest grabbing this rise up book. Um, it's 10 bucks. All the proceeds go back into the ministry. You can get it from, uh, the central coffee shop. All locations have them. Um, and truthfully like come find me if you can't afford the, 
$10 and like, I'll buy you a book. I think it's that important that if you're journeying this, um, even if you're not, I think it still helps you identify where you can, but nonetheless, if you are journeying this kind of spiritual bondage, um, grab the rise up book. It's amazing. Secondly, um, this Saturday, um, if you're hearing this, I know you only got probably a few days uh, to jump in, but we can take you up to the moment that it starts. Um, so, you know, we can figure it out, but reach out. Uh, they weren't kidding. We'll put my cell phone number in the podcast notes okay. and oh, yeah. uh, just send me a message and say, I want to jump into first step. It's from 12 to four this weekend. And we can really help you uh, not only take steps into like furthering your relationship with Jesus, but then also how to take steps and just having community around you at this church of exploring all that God's called you to be and how that fits in and actually becoming the church um, with us. Like we would love for you to join us on that journey. If you haven't completed first step yet, jump in. Also, if you're a volunteer listening to this podcast we have a hot off the press announcement you get it before anybody else has even heard it february 19th that's a wednesday right Mm -hmm. february 19th uh volunteer celebration and vision night for our henderson location so if you're a volunteer at our henderson location um would love to have you on february 19th we'll be getting you the details it's gonna probably kick off around like 5 30 to 6 30 with food and then 6 30 to 7 30 with some great vision and um just what's up ahead for central henderson so gonna be an exciting night i'll be there uh hopefully bringing uh i'll just say 25 percent of the vision talk that Pastor Judd would bring, but I'm going to bring my. Best. But it's going to be a hundred percent. It's going to be a hundred percent Nick Bodine. Yes, uh, <laughs> but he's the master, so I won't even um, even put myself in the same sphere. But nonetheless, like I do think there's a lot of exciting things going on here at Henderson that we're just excited to share with uh, our Henderson volunteers. So make sure mm-hmm. to come that night. If you're at another location. Um, each location will be doing something similar and you'll you'll hear about that soon from your location pastor but for everyone at henderson that's february 19th and then lastly if we still have everybody with us if like i said earlier um on this uh celebrate recovery idea if you're struggling with a hurt habit a hang-up the man at uh in this area the pastor that probably has spent more hours in the course of a ministry lifetime than anybody else just pastoring people um, through our celebrate recovery programs is pastor bob so bob any info you would love just to leave people with that this might be maybe it's an area that they haven't even realized they have an issue yet or maybe they do what what next step would you like to get yeah, thank you so much you know one of the things that i'm just so passionate about is just seeing people get set free mm-hmm. and i know that's pastor judd's passion that's Lori's passion that's your passion that i mean all of us want to see mm-hmm. that we want to see yeah. people stand up tall you know forward looking ahead and just do great things for god yeah. but yet there's things in our life that can keep us from experiencing that and so celebrate recovery is a community yeah. of people that are walking it out and they're, they're moving through their hurts, haps, and hangups. They're not stuck in their past. They're not uh, continuing to blame others, but they're actually looking forward and taking responsibility for their life and allowing God to move and work in their life. And so uh, a lot of people think that Celebrate Recovery is just for drugs and alcohol. Yeah. It certainly is for that. But only about one in three people come to Celebrate Recovery for drugs and alcohol. Oh, interesting. The other two-thirds 
come for a variety mm -hmm. of other reasons. And uh, that could be um, eating disorders. That could be uh, some kind of pornography addiction. That yeah. could be uh, anger, divorce, grief, um, codependency. I mean, the list, the list goes on. And so people come for a variety of different reasons. And uh, as they come, they start to identify that they're not alone. Yeah. And I feel that's like that's good. the biggest that's awesome. step for people is that I'm not alone because I feel like what our hurts cause us to think and what the enemy causes us to think is that nobody understands. Yeah. Nobody knows what it's like to be me. Nobody's going to understand. So why would you ever talk yeah. about it? Especially at a church, right? And especially at a church. Yeah. And so you get into a room with people that are on the journey that are working things out and you realize I'm not alone. Yeah. I can do this. And then we also share a lot of victories of people that have gone before us and how God's worked in their life so that we can glean hope and strength from them as well. And so it's every Tuesday night, 6.30, here at the Henderson location, meets in the theater, but all you gotta do is come in the main lobby and we'll direct you from there. And uh, you will definitely not regret it. Yeah, that's so good and it's so true. Even what he was saying about just not drugs and alcohol um, and not made just for that, uh, doesn't exist just for that. I had a pastoral friend that actually, you know, didn't, I didn't know would be struggling with anything. I mean, from the outside, everything looked fine and it wasn't a drug or alcohol addiction, but he said that part of his pastoral journey, just his growth was jumping in to celebrate recovery and just all that he was able to basically release and be set free from and celebrate recovery, like That's what awesome. it did to his own growth. So I love it's, hearing that. it's for everyone. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we just love to see you there. And Pastor Bob gave the details Tuesday night, Henderson location, 6.30. 6.30 p.m. Just be there. So. Just come. Be there. Cool. Well, I think we uh, podcast as a success this week. Hopefully <laughs> you feel the same. <laughs> yeah. But we're just we're excited about the, the year ahead. 2020 is starting out so strong. Rise Up was a great beginning to that. And yeah. uh, if this is how we're starting... Gosh, let's yeah. go. Let's do excited this. excited for what's ahead. Yeah. Bar's already high. Let's keep going. Yep. Thank you guys so much for having me. This has been a blast. Look forward to, oh, of course. to joining awesome. you again sometime. Pastor Bob what you doing on next week? the pod. <laughs> Pastor Bob, from now on, let's go. <laughs> let's do this. Well, cool. Sign right, us guys. out, Brandon. Well, as we always close off the weekend and the podcast, just remember as you're heading out into the week that uh, it says in Romans 8, if God is for us, who, Who can, can be, be against, against us? us? Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.